Welcome back to Late Night Cage Fight. This is another exciting review episode. I'm here again with Cage Fighter Kevin. Thanks for coming back for this episode. Hey, my pleasure. We've also got Cage Fighter Steve and Cage Fighter Sean. We're looking at Willy's Wonderland. Totally not a, a takeoff of another popular franchise. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Willy Wonka. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you're welcome. I like to just slide right in there. Everyone rips off Tim Burton. Mm. Oh, well, before we jump into Willy, I figure we just go around the table here and talk about how, how we've all been. What's new? How have y'all been? Nobody Good. Was. I mean, yeah, it's been a pretty <laughs> exciting year. You know, we had New Year's, um, and then and then my dad died, and then I went down to Alabama, and then I came back from Alabama, and I've been just running all over Ohio, and now I'm about to go back to Alabama. So, you know, it's been pretty busy. Sorry to hear about your dad, Steve. Well, that's your only takeaway? That's cool. God. All right. We're sorry to hear about Alabama as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, I know you've been pretty... Fuck you, Reese. Well, that's what I thought. How about you, Sean? Yeah. What's new with you? I've been good. You know, I'd... we just recorded a podcast uh, last week, so uh hasn't been too long. Still been watching some, some WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Uh, I figure we'll do another WandaVision episode at the conclusion of the series. I'll be excited because actually I, I missed out on the recording, but you guys inspired me to go watch the entire series up to this point over the last week. So really, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So I actually just got caught up, and I yeah just watched the newest one yesterday. Oh, that's. What cool. do you think about uh, up to episode five? We'll leave it at that. We don't up wanna... to episode five. Yeah, because that's what we talked about last time. It's hard. It's hard for me to go back and think <laughs> of how I felt at that point. Because I watched one through six all in, in basically one sitting. Honestly, it's it's really good, and I really want to know how it's going to end and what it's going to lead into. Knowing the MCU, that's as much as I really feel comfortable saying without being able to mentally divide where to stop. Yeah. Well, seriously, uh, did you listen to our podcast episode? No, I was actually planning on listening to that during my drive tomorrow. I got nine hours, so I'm gonna get caught up on it. Shout out to Jordan Lowe for joining us and being our um, comic book guru guy. Um, but yeah, it was a really interesting conversation. So I think you'll you'll like it, Steve. Nice. I'm excited. Cool. Well, how about you, Kevin? What's new? Just busy. Yeah. Working. That's about it. But everything's going pretty good for me. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I got invited back. And uh, here and there, I'll be able to do some. So. Nice. Yeah, so we will have 
some new art coming to us soon from uh, our special artist, Gabe. And part of that art is going to be monthly. I'm going to have a template for a monthly post where we can post the two movies that are going to battle each other at the beginning of the month. So everybody will have well enough time to, uh, you know, I guess put their vote in. Willie's Wonderland. A fabulous time. Um, I just, I can't think of anything, I can't think of any theme park that looks more exciting than Willie's Wonderland. I also like how if you go to the IMDB page for Willie's Wonderland, the descriptive text still has it as Wally's Wonderland. So if you want to call it Wally's Wonderland, apparently they, they switched that title uh, last minute or something. You still can. I think that page on IMDb, that, that's actually like a Man- Mandela effect that was like updated from a different dimension. Oh yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah. I blame Wanda. But yeah, this this is Gonzo Nick Cage. He's back. You know, last we saw Gonzo Nick Cage, it was Mandy, and everyone was saying this is the future of Nick Cage in movies. And I'm starting to think that uh, it's true. We can expect to see a whole lot more Nick Cage just doing crazy shit and getting paid for it. And us all watching it talking about it and me spending a few hours editing it and uploading it and then some people listen to it it's there's going to be more of that guys and then maybe we get paid maybe eventually probably not okay there's always a maybe it really does seem it really does seem like nick has found his niche in the modern day cinema landscape you know what amazed me the most about this film specifically was the simple fact that Nick Cage doesn't speak. Yes. Is, is this the least amount of dialogue that that Cage has had in a film? Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, maybe there was an animated movie or two he was hired for, and he just didn't read lines. <laughs> What's, that was really, I was just disappointed, that was really actually, in the lack of... You know why he didn't talk, right? Why? There were there were no iguanas. Is that why? I don't know. I feel like it. It's had iguanas in all his movies lately. Speaking of that, uh, there there actually was a headline that from a cinema blend that was saying how Nicolas Cage's love of reptiles impacted Willy's Wonderland, and. Uh, Apparently, Cage actually had them make changes to this movie uh, because he... Well, the the specific quote from his agent, I believe, is... Uh, Nick is into reptiles. He's into amphibians. He's into dinosaurs. He was, one, he was the one that said, Hey, make the, this thing an alligator, and this thing a chameleon, and this thing a turtle instead of a regular mammal. Wow, so his specific tastes influenced the the some very important decisions in this movie. Yeah. Wow. So what you're saying is I was wrong. There were still iguanas, I just didn't recognize them. Yeah. Fucking iguanas. They just, they just had uh, Mexican accents for some reason. The Mexican dialogue. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> this this movie came out February twelfth, streaming early access nineteen ninety nine on all the services. Um, it is. Let's just read the description here. A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now condemned Wally's, sorry, Willie's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Wave after wave, really? That's kind of an overstatement. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. Is this the official description on, on the IMDb page? I really question that, because that is, that is really bad. I'm pretty sure that's what I remember reading elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. How long did it take for you guys to realize that Nick Cage was also an animatronic? I mean, now you, you got to give a spoiler warning. Come Spoilers. On. Also, that's not true. I thought you guys would laugh at that. You just sat there and you're like, what the fuck? He, he was? He was a robot? I was still thinking about it. I just, yeah. I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if, it, if you read that somewhere. Yeah. After seeing that. <laughs> well, before we talk about the movie... Let's talk about the influence. This is obviously a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. In fact, What's that? I will say it's the best Five Nights at Freddy's adaptation I've seen so far. So that's something. I mean, are there a lot of them? No. No, Sean. Uh, now, are you guys familiar with Five Nights at Freddy's? Have any of you actually played this game? Have any of you watched Markiplier? Hello, everybody. My name is Markiplier, and welcome to One Night at Flumpty's. Or just any streaming 10-year-old. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting the feeling that Sean and I kind of have probably an equal understanding of Five Nights at Freddy's. Do you guys even know what it is? No. Really? <clears throat> are we are we asking for callers? Or is this just us? <laughs> it's just us. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I've seen the I've seen the cover before. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen the T-shirts yeah. and stuff at Walmart. Yeah. yeah, it's like the biggest thing ever since Minecraft with ten-year-olds. Right. I don't even know how old Five Nights at Freddy's is now. It was a cell phone game, I think, and now there's there's like a million of them. I think it was. I think it was like on Steam or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I. I mean, it's a it's an indie game, very simplistic gameplay. I mean, you're Leafs essentially Microsoft Office in 2014. Windows Phone version was also released. Windows Phone. Whew. Well, first it was on Windows, and then yeah, then a Windows Phone version was released. Yeah, you're essentially just switching between different security cameras, trying not to get jump scared. Right. Yeah, so in the game, these animatronic creatures are creeping up on you, and you got to check the security cameras to see where they are before they jump out and attack you. So we got that out, out of the way. It's a Five Nights at Freddy's unofficial adaptation. Adaptation, by the way, is also a Nicolas Cage movie. He does not fight animatronics in it. All right, Kevin, you don't know Five Nights at Freddy's. Do you know Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz? Yeah, I mean that—that that was the first thought that uh, at the beginning of the movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw those, I was like, man, I'm at Chauvet's Pizza again. Yeah. I remember the tail end of Showbiz and when it became Chuck E. Cheese. And I used to have a blast there, man. I loved going there. I'm trying to remember. I, f- I feel like I remembered an old movie with the same premise. Well, killer animatronics anyways. But it might just be Nightmares of Chuck E. Cheese. I'm not entirely sure. I thought maybe we would learn... Why the hell Nick Cage came there to kill these so, things? Just passing through. What you must have missed, Kevin, is that this is actually <laughs> the spiritual sequel to Jiu-Jitsu. So after he didn't get to join in on the World Martial Arts Tournament, he went on a quest... <laughs> And he joined a biker gang that later went on to become the biker gang in Mandy. Yeah. The alien was actually the first animatronic. Oh, I like That's that. That's right. Yeah. I used to go to Chuck E. Cheese's a little bit as a kid. My dad was kind of uh, thrifty, so instead we would usually go to uh, Mark's Pizza Palace instead. This is Mark's Fun Time Pizza Palace. Everyone comes here for family fun and great pizza. Yeah, the pizza. Having this much fun has to work up an appetite. You bet. And Mark's lets the whole family have a great time and great pizza. Did you ever make a pizza at home? Which, uh, for those of you that live in Ohio may know uh, the lower-end grocery store Mark's, well, back in the early, or the mid-90s, uh, they had a rip-off Chuck E. Cheese's. No way. Yeah, and they used the frozen pizza that they had at uh, at Mark's <laughs> that they sold there. I'm sure a few of those animatronics were uh, probably possessed by the devil at some point. You know, I just know, as a kid... When I would go to Chuck E. Cheese, I never, I never thought about having to fight one of those motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I was enjoying myself. I loved that pizza smell, that kind of dank, you know, little kids running around, <laughs> playing, playing skee-ball kind of smell. Yeah. And I mean, it was all fun and adventure for me. I never felt threatened or anything. So I just wonder whoever came up with this idea in the first place, what what they were thinking. Were you uh, were you were you kind of insulted, Reese, that you didn't get the get asked to do the part of the gorilla? Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's Kevin. He's uh, he's referencing my gorilla role. I, I was a gorilla for the public access show in uh, in Northern Virginia called Monster Madhouse. So if you type my name into IMDb, I have one credit, and it's for that. So I was the gorilla, yes. I did think about that, yeah. I was like, man, that would have been awesome if I got to fight Nick Cage in the bathroom. Think we can get the rights to that that character you, you know never say never I mean I'm pretty sure that if we send a proposal to Nick he might take us up on it yeah I have a whole notebook full of proposals for Nick 
I'm just waiting. If you fight him in the gorilla suit, I'll fight him in the Oreo costume. Awesome. That would be amazing. All, all you got to do is just add lizards to your movie and you got them. Probably a significant amount of, of, of uh, money as well. I mean, dude's got to... Dude's got to make some bank here. Uh, can I just... I also have to say, once they introduce the lead actress, I'm like, please, God, Nick Cage, don't don't go home with this girl at the end. Don't do that. She's like 17, 18, right? Yeah. When their eyes locked on, I was just like, oh, God. Right? Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually assumed that they was going to have sex with her at some point, so I was a little disappointed. <laughs> I like how Steve is the realist here. Well, yeah, I was just, I was expecting, you know, some silent grunts of some sort. Emily Tosta. I'm, I assume that's how you pronounce her last name. You're talking, you're talking the, the little sister of the girl from uh, Resident Evil? Is that who she was? I'm pretty certain. I've never been wrong about an actor or an actress in the past. That's true. I don't recognize her, and I don't see Resident Evil listed here under Chromaki. Uh, yeah. That would be her, her older sister. So Emily Tosta plays Liv, who is a high school girl, I think, who um, begins the movie getting handcuffed to a eater a radiator yeah yeah and my impression of her when i first saw her was wow she's she's very beautiful they did a good job getting that good looking young actress for this role and then you start to listen to her talk and you hear her lines and how she says her lines and then it's kind of awful this town has a dark history and it all starts with this horrible place. Maybe it should have been a silent film. And then you meet all her friends who have even worse lines, and you think, okay, these, this is the fodder. I knew immediately all these people were going to get killed. This, this is a, if you haven't figured out by now, this is a, a very B movie. Even with some pretty cool effects at times, some good camera work, I guess, arguably, it looks good, but it's a total B movie. Michelle Rodriguez. Thanks. Yeah. It's not. It's not Michelle Rodriguez. No, it's her little sister. It's not though. It is. You don't even know. It, it was. No, it's the, you're, you're not a part of the business. It's the it's the brave little toaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a B movie, guys. I mean, what what did we expect though? You know, everybody out there is going like, well, yeah. I mean, duh. It's, Five Nights at Freddy's movie with Nick Cage. Of course it's going to be a B-movie. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not dissing it. I do think that there are some things they could have done better to make it a better B-movie. But at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, it's a mindless B-ass movie. Don't expect a lot of good anything. Am I right? Character development? No. You know, I didn't look up None the budget. It. What was the budget on that? $5.5 million. Ooh. Okay. I, I think I'm, that's probably why they changed the title. It was for more viewers because people would have thought it would be like a soft porn or something. I'm sure that like four of that went to just getting Nick. 
I assumed it was actually because Wally's Wonderland was being threatened to be sued by Walmart. But then they just bought it. Yeah, because everyone calls it Wally's World. Mm-hmm. So, Wally's Wonderland would make people think that Walmart's opening a demonic Saint Satan worshipping cult inside of its stores. It'd be pretty on brand for them. It's technically what they do. They do call it Wally World, don't they? Some people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't make that connection. Did you make any character comparisons, Cage Fighter Steve? I guess just uh, Michelle Rodriguez's little sister. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, got that. Cage Condo. Cage Condo? Cage Condo. Yeah. All right. That's pretty much what he spent the entire movie doing. Like Marie Condo. Yeah, he was basically, if it didn't spark joy, he fucking murdered it. Aside from that, he cleaned everything. Yeah, my favorite scene in this movie was watching Nick Cage clean up that pinball machine. That was so satisfying (laughs) for some reason. Dude, he loves pinball. Oh yeah, he gets into it. And he loves that uh, soda pop. Did, Did you guys also think that he was diabetic? in this movie yeah very 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 low blood sugar yeah well if you think about it he he had an alarm for a certain amount of time and every time he the alarm would play he would drink a soda yeah even if he he was going to be able to save somebody it didn't matter yeah he had to go back and play that fucking pinball machine too Mm -hmm. but that that, was did that pay off in any way? Well, who knows? I mean, he didn't die, so I guess it paid off for him. Do you think maybe they had they had a, a sponsor for that soda at one time? Like it was supposed to be a Mountain Dew or a Pepsi or something, and uh, they lost that sponsorship, so they just had to replace <laughs> it with something made up. You know, they're like, yeah, well, every other scene we're gonna put your your uh, soda pop in it. Yeah. I think it was called Punch Soda. It wasn't. I don't even know if it was soda. I think it was. Uh, it was labeled as a punch somewhere else too. So I think it was actually supposed to be like fruit punch. There was one scene in particular. I remember seeing it. It, it was because you had the big label on the front, but there was another. It was in his hand. And you could see at the bottom. It was like an ingredients list, and it said punch. But I actually, my, my thought with it was I thought it was a, actually a homage to, um, you know, a 90s drink that we all loved. Just kick. Surge! No, Tang. It's kicking the glass. Tang! It's a kick in a glass! Tang. <laughs> I assumed this was a punch so you could kick some ass. Kick had a warning on it. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, old Nick was guzzling them things. He didn't even have a name in this movie. He was just Guy. Janitor Guy. He was just Janitor, yeah, in the credits. All right. I mean, we can very briefly talk about what happens in uh, Willy's Wonderland. Well, Nick Cage, he's driving through, um, what state is it? Was it Alabama? Have you been to this place, Steve? (laughs) Is that where you're going? Yeah, actually. All right. Um... We're installing new animatronics because the last one's mysteriously disappeared. Oh, wow. That's a big job. So, old St. Nick is driving his really, really nice sports car. Fucking Camaro. 
which is probably his personal car. They probably bought him the car just so he'd be in the movie. That's probably true. And he ends up driving over these uh, spike strips, right? That's, is that what you call it? Uh, Dang, road yeah. spikes. Yeah, nail strips. And, of course, that totally just wrecks his car. Wherever he's going, he ain't going now. So uh, old Bubby with the Slim Jim says, you know, hey, bring it over here in the shop and, uh, you know, we'll get you set up. But, uh, you know, you're going to have to pay for this. And old St. Nick is like, yo, bro. Of course, he doesn't talk. He's using sign language and and, uh, sonar or something. He's like, yeah, um, I, I don't have money. And old Slim Jim is like, well, here's the deal. If you stay a night at Willie's Wonderland and clean the whole place, um... It's, we'll just call it even. I'll have your car fixed up, and, and it'll be fine. It's it's a job. Which, I'll be honest, at that point, I really thought this was going to be a Scooby-Doo movie. You know what? I first thought of that garage. What? I really thought it looked like the same garage from Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It really, yeah. it really reminded me of it. Yeah. I think I would have rather watched that. But uh, That was actually my note at that point. It was... Uh, Gone at seventy-five seconds. <laughs> yeah, I think you're for you're forgetting a, a big plot detail right now. Tell me, and it's just how fucking cool Cage looks. He's just got his leather yeah. jacket and his sunglasses. He's waiting for the tow truck. He just like pulls down his shades and wink, just cracking open a cold one, just. He looks he looks just like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how they say they they don't have internet in Hayesville. They they were going to get it, but you know, they just they're off got the around. grid. Completely off the grid. So, uh old St. Nick, he he goes to Willie's Wonderland and he meets uh the owner. Yeah. Texas. Just like the state. Just like the state, arguably, uh, I'm going to say the best actor in the movie. Spend the night cleaning Willie's Wonderland, and I will pay to have your car fixed. You're talking Colonel Sanders? Yep, Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders says, here's your your stuff. Uh, Does he talk about a little bit of the history of Willie's at that point? Yeah, when he he just tells him that, uh, oh, the place was doing really good. We had birthdays and everything, and then... um, he just said something about like uh, accident or something like yeah. that, and and right. then yeah, then that pretty well shut him down. Yeah, he seemed a little bummed about that. Nick starts his his night cleaning, and I gotta hand it to him; he's an excellent janitor. There's a lot of cleaning in this movie, so if you are a fan of of DIY or cleaning YouTube channels, you're going to want to check this out. Um, And soon enough, we have our first animatronic, the ostrich. I think the the first battle was one of the funniest for me, when he's punching that ostrich in the chest. (laughs) (laughs) He's, He's smacking it with the broom handle. (laughs) <laughs> you know and then of course it becomes a real fight the ostrich wounds Nick Cage and he's got a um, he's got this cut on his face and he patches it with a strip of duct tape which becomes his go to uh, bandage accessory 
in the film, and then he proceeds to just annihilate this ostrich. He straight up did, like, a fatality on it. Fatality. Like he ripped that thing's fucking spine out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was... Did, did any of you guys ever play uh, Metal Gear Rising, where uh, <laughs> you, just, you just rip out, like, the robot spinal cord and just... Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I thought that first fight was uh, fun and intense. But it becomes somewhat formulaic when you realize that, you know, most of the fights in this movie are one-on-one, and they kind of follow the same pattern. Uh, And it's not to say that it's not good, but it's just very, very similar each time. You know, you get the shaky camera, and you get the, the cage rage face, which we all love. Don't get me wrong. You know, you get to a point where you, you wonder where this is all going. Of course, then we introduce the side characters. Liv is the main girl, and then all her friends, which are just out of, like, some annoying 90s show. We got... We got... We got Coolio. We got Betty Boop. We got, uh... Steve Urkel. We got, uh... We got Douche Chad. We got Simp Chad. And, uh... Yeah, I think that was it. That's right. And do they do they go to Willie's because they know somebody's in there? Is that the reason why? Well, uh, Liv wants to burn it down, uh, and that's why, you know, at the beginning of the movie, she uh, was gonna go burn it down, but then she got caught by the sheriff, and the sheriff's actually her guardian. Yeah, that's so, something uh, to mention. And also, the fact that she's trying to burn it down—that's a really great scene. They're in the middle of the day. Yeah. And it just, it looks, it totally looks like she knows what she's doing. And the sheriff lady is this, uh, really redneck old woman. I can't have you coming over here and messing around willies anymore. I'm gonna have to handcuff your ass to the radiator again until you learn, Mitch. Here's a bucket. (laughs) Oh, geez. Well, eventually this crew of totally cool 90s kids... Oh my god, they have that scene on the roof, right? That scene. Do you remember that when they're on the roof of Willie's? And I'm, I'm thinking, where the yeah. hell are they? It looks just like the room. It looks like the same setup of when they're on, on the top of the, the building in the room where you can see the green screen uh, San Francisco skyline in the background. I was like, okay, this is totally the room. And then they all fall through the roof into Willie's. You know, into the ball pit because it's funny. It's silly. Ooh, spooky. Mm-hmm. And then the fun begins, you know, they all have their, uh, not all of them, but they, they have the interesting death scenes. Did you guys have any favorites? Probably, probably Coolio and, uh, Betty Boop, they went, when they were getting it on and Shank, I think that was the crocodile. The crocodile. Cage's favorite. Yeah, the crocodile has some pretty cool scenes. There's that one where he kills both of them. And there's one where he's chasing, I think he's chasing Liv through the, I don't know, air conditioning or something. Yeah, she's up in the in the air conditioning vents. Yeah, and they, and... I mean, it was obviously an alien's homage. That's what it looked like to me when the alien in the movie is going after the Marines and stuff. 
Yeah. You weren't thinking like Mission Impossible. I wasn't thinking Mission Impossible. No, but that's also yeah, poss- it's possible. It's not impossible. <laughs> Is it Kim possible? <laughs> Did you think that this this is a kids movie? No. For the for, well, minus minus the one sex scene, but like you didn't think it like taught kids that if they if they're good and they clean their room, their their uh, stuffed animals won't attack them. That's a good point. You, I think there are some parents who might get something out of this for their kids. I I would never use this as a learning tool. But, yeah, maybe. Me neither. Yeah, me neither. I wouldn't do that. I just feel like if that if that were true, why why didn't they just let Nick do his job? Why are they always trying to kill him and stuff? Of course, then we get the backstory, and I mean these are huge spoilers. This we're all wondering, right? You put a movie like this on, why are there animatronic creatures? What the hell? Why did they come to life and attack you? Well, Liv finally meets up with Nick Cage. You know the. The hottie that she's so smitten by is like 40 years her senior. Uh, <laughs> she reveals in, in a wonderful monologue with her wonderful speaking voice. Oh my God, they are coming for us. Uh, she tells the story that a long time ago, Willie's Wonderland was a hopping place. It was actually started by a group of serial killers. No, it started by a serial killer. A serial killer. All right, yeah. but then he got his friends involved. Yeah, he started recruiting more people, and they ended up becoming a uh, a band of serial killers. Yeah? I don't know. What do you call a group? A, a pride? A pride. <laughs> 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 yeah. Whatever the, whatever the correct terminology is, multiple serial killers. Right, and they they just started killing families. Yeah, they would uh, kidnap kids and promise to tell them that there was cake downstairs, but the cake was always a lie. The super happy fun room. Yeah. That's right. That's where Coolio. It, it ain't no fun. No. Well, eventually these guys, uh, they get caught, and when the police find them, they have drawn a a full metal alchemist uh, satanic symbol (laughs) on the floor with with blood, I think, and killed themselves, you know, Heaven's Gate style, drinking the Kool-Aid, and somehow they were able, satanically, to transfer their souls, um, Chucky, Child's Play style, into the animatronics. And so now it's a it's a ritual where as long as the town, who is um, really represented by, I think, the police lady, um, as long as they're fed, we also, you know, old Slim Jim. I don't know. No, it was, it was, yeah, it was Tex, Slim Jim, and, and the sheriff. They were all in on it. They, they were the ones that banded together and said, we'll, we'll feed you, just don't rape her daughters. Yeah, right? So they got to sacrifice people to the animatronics who, I guess, eat eat people. They consume them? I, I'm not, that part was never really clear. Like, what the feeding is. The serial killers just like to kill, but now that they're animatronic animals, they have to eat people. I've never really been much to understand the ways of furries. So I just try not to ask. 
<laughs> so that's the big spoiler. Yeah, that's why. That's why it happens. Makes sense and to that's me. That's why Nick killed them all. You're right. Because Nick fucking hates furries. We learned that. Yeah. Very good. And scalies, I guess, technically. Scalies? Is that what you call them? Isn't that the lizard dinosaur versions of furries? Just they because my first MMO was Furcadia doesn't mean that I know all the <laughs> furminology. I just assumed that you were a furry. I thought you had the Thursaurus. I don't. Hey, st speaking of you being a furry, that yeah. scene where, uh, with the gorilla fight. Yeah. Did, uh, that, that was, that was one of the better ones I thought. It was just the, everything about that yeah. fight was great. That was funny. But, I like but the first, did you think, uh, when with the mirror it's saying uh it's your birthday and blood mm -hmm. I, I was just thinking i know what you did last summer oh yeah <laughs> when i saw that but that that that's another message is uh don't get all worked up about your birthday it's not True. a good thing kevin you you really took a lot from this film <laughs> yeah I think I was just too distracted by the uh, gorilla on God action sequence to notice. It, I just saw the whole movie as a lesson. <laughs> a, a training video. Yeah. All right. Well, the, the rest of it is uh, Dick Cage annihilates these things over and over. And uh, the old sheriff lady, she gets a call from one of the kids who's like, Oh, God, help me! Oh, I'm, in, I'm in Willis! And she's, she's also um, training this new deputy, right? I think he was, like, standing in from another, another county. Oh, those scenes were so great. Just him. Ugh. Like, oh, you're kidding, right? There's, there's actually a... A murder theme park? No way. I have a kid at home and a wife. I can't do this. Oh, no. What ended up happening to him? Something happened to him, right? Uh, yeah, he was eating in the park. He was eating out on the side of the road. Oh, he that was the turtle. Yeah, that was the, the, the Spanish turtle. So there's a, there's a Mexican turtle who speaks Spanish only. Mm -hmm. the, the funny thing yeah. is that, that all these creatures talk. They have their own funny voices and their funny lines, uh, and the the turtle speaks Spanish and uh, says some pretty funny things in the subtitles. It's terrible though what happens to that guy because he had a family and he was just <laughs> learning the ropes. And he got ninja turtled. Fuck, fuck, fuck all those people that didn't have families. <laughs> they deserve to die. That's right. That's what I mean. That's what the. Uh, you know. I understand. Are you trying to say that's what I'm saying? No, it's pretty clear that that's what you're saying. Well, I mean, but the movie, you know, tries to make you sympathetic for him in that way. Yeah. Which is funny. In the gorilla scene, that was the cleanest bathroom I have ever seen in my life. Nick did a great job cleaning that one. Yeah, he, he really did. He is the best janitor of all time. He has a long, storied career ahead of him, clearly. Kevin, do you think you could clean better than Nick Cage? 
Maybe with a uh, Mr. Clean eraser. I didn't see any of those <laughs> in the inventory room. <laughs> hey, there's another place that um, the that, do you think that that room when he actually when you see farther into it, doesn't that sort of remind you of the pantry from The Shining? Yeah, I was just thinking. You want some ice cream, Doc? Would you like some ice cream, Doc? I remember that in The Shining, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You're probably yeah, there's a right. Lot of... There's a lot of, of little movie nods, and I totally mm. think you're right about that. The aliens. There was another one. Of course, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Watchmen. He's not trapped in there with you. With them. They're trapped in there with him. <laughs> remember that? When they were taking yeah. away, uh... I was... I was trying to remember what I what I heard that from. Uh-huh. I think the the deepest this movie gets is when the one '90s kid is uh, hiding for his life, and there's one anim- animatronic female one. I don't know what it, what is it like a salamander thing with the long hair. No, that's it. Is, is it like a chameleon thing? <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> frog. <laughs> she's she's walking around. It looked like it looked like Miss Piggy with the frog's face. My note specifically said, "I don't know what the hell that thing is." Uh huh. But he tricks Simp Chad. After he's hiding. She's talking to Simp Chad, and she's like, I can help you, and you can help me. I don't want to hurt anyone, and I can tell you what's on the other side, because I'm dead. It's kind of creepy, but of course you're thinking like, no, don't do it. She's going to fucking eat you. Whatever. Hey, what what did you think Willie was going to be when you first saw him? The picture of him. Did you guess him to be a... Weasel? I thought he was going to be a dark Willy Wonka. I thought he was going to be a dark version of Willy Wonka. Oh, okay. It's probably good they they didn't make it a bear. Make it different from... uh... Freddy Fazbear from Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, Willy would have gotten sued, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. The one thing this movie did for me was it it made me really want to see a well-done, dark Disney World kind of movie with an evil Mickey Mouse and stuff. Something that's actually well done. Not a B-movie, but just super creepy. Like Epic Mickey? Just dark steampunk Disney? <laughs> Dark steampunk Disney, but super dark and twisted, like Twisted Wonderland. That's a Disney thing they have right now in Japan. But it's more hot teenage boys. It's a girl's thing. (laughs) You have to to Google it. Reese is really sad that he has to quit his side job at the, the host club. You got a season pass? Yeah, I figured you had a season pass. No. (laughs) Uh, So how how does this movie end up, right? Nick Cage kills all of them. Yeah, there's the knight. He stabs the 
the knight with his own sword. Oh yeah, yeah the knight, that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was uh, Yosemite Sam with a damn helmet on. <laughs> Me- medieval was Yosemite Sam. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember he impales one of the kids. Yeah. That was my favorite death. That was pretty cool. Because they all just, they were all hanging out there with Nick and then just wandered off and started watching the band. Yeah. (laughs) Even though they all know that they're demons. Yeah, I mean, it is funny that Nick Cage's character really doesn't care to save anyone. I mean, he's, he's there to fight the animatronics, but, you know, like you said, there's that part where, oh, it's time. Time for my soda and pinball. But is he really there? That was the other part I didn't get. Is there's numerous times that he's just staring them down. He's waiting for them all to attack first. Right. All of the animatronics are in one spot at the beginning. They're all together on yeah. the stage. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so many things that get confusing to me, like the fact that when the cop shows up, Ken or Nick at that point had killed what four of them. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you stupid son of a bitch. You've killed half of these things. Right? You fucking idiot. Yeah. You know, if you if you think about now it, we got there, nothing to there is not one single person in the film that gives a shit about when somebody dies. Right. Yeah. Nobody cares. Because the only time you heard anything was that was uh, the young girl turning back at the two people that were having sex that got killed uh-huh. and she says I'm sorry and just walks out right? the door <laughs> yeah. that's it no, no there was there was the family from the very beginning mm-hmm. he seemed really upset when they were each being murdered yeah mm-hmm. and then everything went to hell yeah those were Liv's parents yeah oh was that where they were yeah mm-hmm. so I'm just saying that Nick Cage did ha- he didn't have to do anything to uh, win the girl at the end because she could have cared less about anybody. Yeah. Nick's never really had the highest of standards, though. <laughs> I like how Nick went like full Peter Jackson's King Kong on that uh, crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really wonder how much input Nick had in uh his role what what he was going to do in this. He was very, apparently very intrigued about the idea of a uh, non-speaking role. Yeah, um, especially in a horror movie. I mean, he was pretty much Ryan Gosling in Drive. Yeah. So wear the jacket, be cool beat the shit out of stuff. I was expecting him to have uh, guns in this movie. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe this was his way of speaking mul- multiple languages in one movie. He didn't speak it's any pretty, language. It's, it's pretty universal, isn't it? How does it end? How do we, how do we stop the curse? Nick's got to take on Take on Willie. I, I well, yeah, I'm pretty sure he he fought Willie, but and what ripped ripped his fucking head off or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, but then uh, Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell's. 
Yeah. Tinkerbell, before I forget, she also has a little... She does this, um, like, cartwheel flip thing, and that yeah. that is a nod to Blade Runner, the character of Pris, who is a replicant. I think she was modeled after that. That's my theory. But um, she's the only survivor out of all of this, and I have to say, her final scene, one of the last shots of the movie, I, I think just hurts this movie so much. It's so cartoony. Because, you know, at the end of the movie, Nick Cage, he's taking out the trash, right? All the busted up um, animatronics, and then also the the bodies of the kids who were murdered and old old Bubba's out there. What happened to the what happened to the police lady again? I know she dies. What happened to her? Oh, Willie. Wh- Willie killed her. Oh, that's right. Uh, she was... Ripped her dang head off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, he, uh, well, no, he, he, he just sliced her in half, like, oh, that's right. At the hips. That at, was at the hips. Uh... And she must have had to take a shit because did you see the shit fly up out of <laughs> the bottom half? Oh yeah! If it it'll come whatever way it has yeah, to, right? Get out of your body. Yeah, that was a cool practical effect. I don't like that. I was impressed by that, and I can't believe I forgot that was her who got ripped in half. Mm-hmm. You just, but I mean, you notice that you know Mary Sue, Nick Cage. None of this can ever happen to him. I mean, he got pretty beat right. up though by Willie. He got scratched up good. That was only in round one, though. Yeah, and it only made him look cooler. Yeah. He just got his sack of cola and his uh, broken broom handles and went full Tony Jaw on his ass. He did. Yeah, what if, what if he found out Tony Jaw was in the in the Willie suit? That would have been funny. Well, that's that was the last motion, right? I thought he was actually going to unmask him. Right, Scooby-Doo style. <laughs> Yeah. And it would have been old, oh, old it was a, it was old Tex all along. <laughs> oh. It was it was Ted Cruz all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really was scared. Actually, Actually it would have been the Democrats they were stealing kids. So Oh, that's right. That's right. Um <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Um I was really scared though that you were going to find out that that cage was like a runaway animatronic something like that I, I thought the opposite you find out that more of the characters were robots because there's See, a... I, I missed that the that uh the, the, the little girl was the one from the very beginning I actually thought it was going to be Nick and that he had escaped and like spent his life training to come back and like take these things out you know like warrior style that would have made but, sense other than this you know <laughs> completely seemingly random you know who is this guy why is he driving through here you know and it's like oh it doesn't matter it's about willie's wonderland i think it would have been more believable if he was on a motorcycle because then i could have just i could have believed it but the sports car is what threw me off yeah <laughs> i see motorcycle boy could have handled that yeah motorcycle boy Hell yeah. Rumblefish reference. I love I love old references. So uh yeah, Nick Cage, he gets his car back, he gets the girl, he drives off into the sunset again, and you think that that's the end. But you find out that the Tinkerbell girl wasn't completely destroyed. And she walks over to the car with uh, Bubba and Tex. 
She catches it on fire with gas or something. Uh, I'm, I looked like she stuffed rags down their gas tank. Oh, that's it. Yeah. She thought to stuff rags in the gas tank and light it on fire and have a, a one-liner before it blew up. It was very cartoony, I thought. And then the turtle's still alive. And Oh, that's right. I don't know why, but that scene when they run over the turtle, that just reminded me of like the human parts of an old Godzilla movie for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cheesy. <laughs> that's right. They hit the turtle on the on the way out. And then right before the sex scene that this has all been building up to, it just ends. <laughs> so Willie's Wonderland is really just blue balls. Oh, you didn't see the when they hit the turtle, they were fucking going down the road. You didn't see that? No, I didn't. I didn't see Oh that. yeah. Oh well, yeah. They, they you didn't either. You think you, you, it actually was a Tesla, the self-driving car. Oh, yeah, so Tesla. They don't need to watch the road. Get right to business. And anyway, that's how they got the title. <laughs> Maybe the real Wonderland was were the friends that we made along the way. Why why didn't the song we'll talk about the music. I think it should have ended with just as you explained, Kevin, and then it should have ended with the song Your Body is a Wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) Was that John Mayer, I think? That would have been the perfect ending theme. But you know, I felt like this movie was trying to be super video gamey. Not maybe not super, but it was it was supposed to have that retro video games feel to it. Right? Would you agree? Is that why it had uh, Nick getting visibly hard at pinball? Yeah, of course. Actually, the pinball dance was all him. It was all Nick. Oh man! That yeah. Was, if if well, uh, if you're very zom- zombie landish. If you're around other people, you know, and you watch that last pinball scene where Nick is really, really kicking ass. Um, it's hard not to get, you know, excited. That's all. That's all I'll say. Where, when he's dancing? Yeah, when he's dancing. But I mean, it's, it's a little more than dancing, isn't it? He's got that big Nick energy. It does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but the music, the music's okay. I'm not. I don't think the music's bad. But I felt like it would have been more stylistic if they'd used, like, video game style, chiptune music, or old-school 80s-style synth-pop stuff. There's some of that. Yeah, I did I did like that they had their own songs that they made for Willy's Wonderland. That's the big one, of course. It's your birthday, and you want you to have fun. <laughs> and that, that made me feel like a kid again, because I just remember looking uh, Chucky in the eyes. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. You know, he would just look at me and say... Reese, it's your birthday. Hope you like your pizza. And I was in heaven every time he said that to me. Um, So that was a nice throwback. And then uh, there was another song, too. Willie had a song. It was okay. Remember that? So it is. Oh, yeah, it was the the chicken coop one. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a musical. So there is a chance that you might see a musical version of this at your local high school or something. It's always a possibility. Maybe we'll see uh, this at the Tony Awards next year. Yeah. 
Alright, well, we already talked about pretty much everything. What do you guys think? How would you rate it? It wasn't spoopy enough. Spoopy? It wasn't spoopy! Where's the spoop? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was entertaining, but I feel like they they tried to just make it more of like an action movie. I mean, it wasn't... There was like pretty much no atmosphere, no tension. Nick is just too badass. There's no no stakes. Moral of the story. I, I'm not going to say it's pretty fucking dumb, at least not until after Steve goes, because if I say it's dumb, then Reese says it's dumb. Steve can <laughs> have some reason why it's such a great fucking movie. That's true. So. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, is it, is it a masterpiece? You said you didn't want to watch it. I mean... Right, but honestly, it took the only parts of Mandy that were good and made an entire movie out of them. You know, you are an asshole. Basically, just the scenes where he was beating the shit out of the bikers. That's basically what this entire movie was: is just him periodically beating the shit out of somebody. Yeah. And honestly, he didn't talk, so there was no way for him to screw it up with words. Right, but we we love when he does. Right, right. But instead, he gave us a totally different, totally unique view of himself. Okay, I, I don't think it's really different. I think we've seen this before, but... I've never seen him do a silent movie. So, whatever you've seen, I'd like to see it. I just mean, you know, the badass character. Right, but before he had a reason to be. Now, he just is. Alright, Steve, I'm just gonna let you defend this movie to hell because I know you want to. That's fine. Well, I only wanted to because Kevin said I should. <laughs> yeah. But in reality, this entire movie was just him killing the bikers. It was the same energy that took what a few a few minutes worth of time in the in the uh, Mandy movie versus the entire hour and a half of this. And I still have no idea why he was determined to do it. Yeah. Well, d does it bother you that that question will probably never be answered? I was actually just going to wait for the next one. I mean, there's, there's what, five, six, five Nights at Freddy's games? Do you think we can expect five, six, Nick Cage... Smashing robots. When it comes when it comes to the genre, I no longer question anything. After the day that I walked out of Saw Three, thinking at least that will be the last one. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. At least that was literally the statement. We were so excited. We stayed up. We made a movie, like a, a comedy movie, and homage to. Just horror movies, we watched Saw 2, we went to the midnight release for Saw 3. We were so excited, and it was such a disappointment that the only thing we could take away is that at least it ends with this. And then they made four, or five, or I don't know how many fucking more. Yeah, that's true. We did. We're like, you know, this really sucked, but at least it's over. So I can only assume that because there are, op there are questions, that there's always an opportunity for them to come back and have a sequel to this. 
where you find out that Nick is essentially like fucking Vampire Hunter D or something. <laughs> yeah. Final thoughts, Kevin? Yeah, I just think uh, I just think it pretty well sucked. Yeah. It was funny though. Uh-huh. It was funny to see just how far they were going to go with this shit. Yeah, it was and it was- I wish I could have watched it with you. It's one of those I would have gotten a lot more out of it if we had all watched it together in the same room. But uh, yeah, yeah. I I started laughing from the beginning because I was like, I just it was just typical Nick at the beginning, and then I'm like, here we go. Yeah. You didn't even know it was Nick for like the first ten or fifteen minutes because every shot was either an extreme close up or extreme far away shot. But oh, and you probably couldn't well, tell with his, his sunglasses on either. That's true. Right? Yeah. Once he, it's very that's, under, that's understandable. Deep. But anyway, yeah, it was. <clears throat> is that what happened to Showbiz? Though I don't is that think like so. The Showbiz story. No. There is a there is a really good documentary, Sean. <laughs> About <laughs> about showbiz, the Rock of Fire explosion, and it's actually pretty cool. It's it's uh, it's about these guys who went to showbiz as kids, and they fell so in love with it that when they became adults, they built their own Rock of Fire explosion band experience in their garage at their house. So you can go there and see it just as it was. They actually bought the old animatronics and stuff. It was only like two or three years after they had built this thing that they realized that, um, you know, they didn't really quite know where they got them from. And they came to life and started killing their family members. And Nick Cage had to come and save the day. So just mm-hmm. check it out. And he won't talk about it. No. He won't. He's mum. Mum is the word. <laughs> Do you think uh, someone really talented could take scenes from Willy's Wonderland and, like, strategically put them in Mandy and they would fit perfectly? No. No? (laughs) It was just an idea. You can shoot me. No, I don't think it's possible either. I don't think anyone is talented enough to do it. Nobody has the skills. No one. Yeah. I think now, uh, Reese, you have to do it. Oh, for, God. For, our, for our YouTube channel. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You know what I really want to see? I really want to see Janitor versus Ash Williams because Janitor is clearly the most powerful horror movie protagonist yeah. ever. Period. Done. What? Uh, how close are they in age, Nick Cage and Bruce Campbell? I think Bruce Campbell would be older. Bruce Campbell's sixty-two, so it'd be like a Rocky style fight then. Yeah, pretty close. I have to say, Nick looks looks better though. Yeah, I think I agree. That's Willy's Wonderland. You know, check it out wherever you can find it. Don't go there. God, don't go there. Just watch the movie. It's on all the streaming services. They take U.S. dollars. 19.99 currently. 
I got it from iTunes. I'm sorry, the Apple Store. And uh, watched it in full and showed some scenes to my wife so she could laugh and say, I'm glad I'm not watching this shit. Uh, and then I said, well, I don't know if I can talk to you anymore because it's actually an amazing, heavy film. And uh, then I just kind of got with you guys and asked you what you thought about it. It's 20 bucks uh, common for early access. Thought yeah. That was, that was, thought that was a bit, bit steep. It is, yeah. It's kind of the standard now. I think what Sean's trying to say is that what's the what's the money back guarantee on this movie, and will you expense it? Oh, me personally? Yeah. Or can you get with the studio and have them expense back to us? Yeah. For the movie. Well, no, but I can just kind of make a suggestion it just it could have been a little better and nobody asked us they didn't ask our opinion they never said like hey you guys are nick cage you nick cage specialists what makes a good nick cage movie and we would have been like well uh rule number one um you don't take the ability for nick cage to talk away man we're gonna get a lot of money yeah probably If they would have listened to me, and you, and the other guys. What about me? And Steven. Oh, wow. Rule number two, put a sex scene in there. But with one of, are you, are you saying you wanted him to have sex with one of the animatronics? <laughs> I mean, yeah, better one of them than the pinball machine. Willie and Tinkerbell. Yeah. 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 Did you want to see the animatronics having sex with each other, or Nick raping the animatronics? I wanted to see... I wanted to see a baby animatronic. A pregnant animatronic give birth to a baby animatronic that Nick Cage has to abort. I'm not sure that constitutes a sex scene. We're not in the, we're not in the seventh grade anymore. Well, I'm just saying that you know, I wanted to see the full cycle. Yeah. Maybe he has sex with the animatronic at the beginning, and then at the end, there's a baby animatronic that's born, and you then you're like, okay, that's why they had sex. He's fighting both of them at the same time. Yeah, and he's conflicted. Right. He's conflicted. He doesn't. He doesn't want to fight his. Yeah. He doesn't want to fight his baby son. Yeah. Yeah. It shows the first scene. Baby. The first scene is however many months, whatever their gestation is before, and then. Right. Um, yeah, and then it says, oh, you know, that many months later, and then he comes to uh, kill this demon child he made. See, we could already write a better movie. You think? At least it would have made some sense. Then it would have been nine months at Nick's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's- this would be a good time to mention our, our sponsor, St. Uh, Saint, Saint John Newman uh, Roman Catholic Church in uh, Strongsville, Ohio. Uh, it, in, encountering Christ, serving others. Uh, 
Now with a mass buffet before every every Sunday service. It's also the only Catholic church in the country with a fully animatronic priest. <laughs> so, thank you for for sponsoring this episode of uh, Late Night Cage Fight. I we've devolved into chaos here, as you can see. But uh, thank you for listening to this episode about Willie's Wonderland, previously Wally's Wonderland, before the Walmart lawsuit. Um, soon, soon we'll be we'll have season three happening here. And, Late night Nicholas Cageless fight, and we're going to be talking about his movies in the 90s. We're going to be ranking them, battling them, talking about them, and it's going to be exciting. That sh- that's probably going to start next month. All right, so be sure to check us out at nickcagefight.com. Uh, Steve, don't go anywhere. Uh, too late. <laughs> um, he was just so offended by the the remake of Face Off that. Yeah. Did you hear, Steve? They're remaking Face Off. Yeah. I, um. Yeah. Yeah. It's called the Biden presidency. Uh, because Joe Biden is actually Donald Trump, uh, but with a face. They did the swap. Uh, yeah, they did the swap and uh, re inaugurated uh, the great President Trump. That's why Trump had to leave before. That's why Trump had to leave before the uh, swearing in. He couldn't be in both places at the same time. Well, no. I mean, how how would they have the surgery? Yeah, it's like wife swap. Right. Exactly. It's exactly like wife swap. They did that too. Well, this was another exciting episode of Late Night Cage Fight. I hope you enjoyed it, everyone. Stay tuned for more exciting stuff here at Late Night Cage Fight. And thank you, Sean, Kevin, and Steve, for joining me. I'm glad you all loved this film as much as I did. It was tremendous. Nine Nights at Nick's. Nine Nights at Nick's. So it's done. We've been talking about it for a while. It's over. You can go watch it now. Let us know what you think. You can find us on Facebook as well. Just search Late Night Cage Fight. And that's all, folks. Farewell. Bye. Bye now. Bye bye. Goodbye, my friends. Okay.